Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm super excited. I have Kristen Baird with me. She is a jewelry designer based out of Savannah, Georgia. She does these gorgeous custom jewelry designs. Um, so Kristen, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to jump in and talk about all things jewelry, design, art, business, and motherhood. <laughs> yes, that is great. And I'm so excited that I did that scad little breakout thing. And it was just like uh, serendipity that I got into the session with you. So um, Kristen and I both um, attended SCAD, so, which is the Savannah College of Art and Design. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Kristen? Absolutely. So I live here in Savannah. Like we said, I went to SCAD um, for jewelry design. Actually, initially I went for architecture and interior design double major, which was good, but not my total thing. And I kind of realized three years into the program, which is also crazy, um, that I missed a tangible hands-on aspect of creation. And I tried a fibers class and it wasn't quite for me. So I tried a jewelry class and it was like the heavens opened up. It was amazing. And I knew immediately first class jewelry class, first day, mm. this is what I'm going to do. This is my thing. So here we are. Um, let's see. It's been eight years since I graduated and I've been full-time in business for five years. And it was my side hustle for a solid three years. And, um, I get to create jewelry every day for a variety of different clients. And uh, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell, but we'll jump into more things as well. So, <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, and it's, it's truly like you can tell your passion because in jewelry making, cause I see it in the, the pieces, the collections that you're making, I can definitely see this natural organic um, vibe to the work. I feel like it's very inspired, maybe even by the region you're living in. I just feel like, I was like, oh my goodness, they're beautiful. Um, so anyways, but before that, I wanted to ask you, can you talk about like the first time you really remember, because most of the people I've interviewed, they know earlier on that they were artists. There was something um, that was kind of a pivotal moment. So can you talk about that for yourself? What that was Absolutely. Like? So I have been creative since I was very, very little. We have pictures of me on the floor at my house. I was probably like five, six, and I have all my crayons lined up by color, like in a whole rainbow all the way across. And it's, it's honestly been a part of me since I was little, but I did not realize that it could be my college you know, story and that it could then become an entrepreneur journey. Um, looking back, hindsight is always like easier to see, but even when I was maybe like seven, eight, nine, I would make little crafts and sell them to our neighbors who we had, we lived in an area that it was, I was like the youngest person out there. And, um, you know, it was mostly older folks and um, they would support my crafting uh, situation, which was awesome. <laughs> so, so even since the beginning, um, I've kind of had this entrepreneur artist situation going on, but I, I did not know that that could be my profession and until now. So, you know, it was, it was a whole journey, but, but here we are. So how yeah. did you know? Because like um, when I talked to a lot of people, they're not originally from Savannah. And I didn't know if it was this case, like you came to Savannah to go to SCAD or, you know, a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm from Virginia and I grew up born and raised there. And um, I was going to go to a, when it got to time for college, you know, mm -hmm. I was very artistic, but I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to be my thing. And my dad came home one day, which he still says he kicks himself about this, but he came home one day and said, one of his coworkers knew I was creative and, and said, have you heard about this like scad thing, this scad whatever? And I had never heard about it, but his coworker mentioned it. So we looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so cool. So kind of out of a dare slash challenge, I applied and I got in and then I got a really significant scholarship to the point that I couldn't turn it down without okay. thinking I might regret and I don't want to live with regrets. Yeah. So we said, I'm going to do it one year. If I hate it, I'll leave. I'll come back home. I'll do my business degree. I'll Ooh. move on. Yeah. But I just didn't want to live with regrets. And um, here we are. So now I still live in Savannah uh -huh. <laughs> because this place captured my heart and my dad 
he jokes and he's like, I, I'm kicking myself because oh, you moved away and you never came home. And But they're very, very supportive and they completely have been 100% behind me, yeah. even through switching majors and all this stuff. They've, they've always been super supportive. So he says it jokingly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that is so sweet. Well, they are probably like kicking themselves because now you have a, you know, you have your child and they're like, oh, would have liked that been a little bit closer. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they may or may not be looking to move to Savannah. So we'll see. Yeah. It's an easy sell. <laughs> I tell anybody like there's something about the charm of Savannah. It's, I don't know. It's just one of those things because I graduated many years ago and then I just, kind of I left and then I came back and it's just one of those things it just um it's just beautiful um yeah it really does there's something about the the south I don't know it's the the charm of it the beauty of the architecture the distance from the beach and I just like warm weather I'm not a cold person (laughs) right right so anyways (laughs) but oh and I want to ask you so what can you take us on that journey so like you finish SCAD with your jewelry degree Mm -hmm. and I'm not as familiar with jewelry as far as the industry, but mm-hmm. like that leap to start your own business. I mean, did you like intern, like everybody's journey is different. There's about a hundred and a million ways to do this, but like, so how do you go from finishing SCAD with a jewelry degree to starting this amazing business? Yes. So that is, and I tell, I, I mentor a good bit of students oh. over time, you know, which I, which I love. And I tell them, every single time I'm like, it might look super easy. Like I just started a business and super (laughs) successful. And it's like, it did not happen like that. It takes time and it takes a plan and it takes transition and you have to be patient. So I graduated and while I was in school, I was taking a little bit of money every, you know, every quarter, every whatever, and buying just a few tools, just a few here and there, a few little extra materials, just like a little bit here and there. And then when I graduated, one thing that you don't necessarily realize, because you have, when you're in school, you have this, like, just just at your fingertips, you have everything, and you don't really realize <laughs> how much you have that's just, like, right there. And when you graduate, you don't really have access to, you know, particularly, like, a jewelry studio that's fully set up and, like, state-of-the-art. Okay. So... I had been kind of purchasing a few tools and I realized, okay, I need something to Mm -hmm. kind of transition me. So I actually worked for SCAD and I got a job as a studio monitor for, I think it was a two and a half years. So it was during that time that I continued to build up my tools and my supplies and my kind of laid the foundations for my business. Mm -hmm. But I also gained um, experience in somewhat teaching like I wasn't teaching as a professor but I was helping students problem solve their projects which is invaluable because now that I have a team I I know how to communicate and how to teach in a very effective way because of that time kind of watching the professors and how they taught their students and then also being the person that's there at midnight when people's projects blow up and you gotta help them kind of you know, learn, like, mm-hmm. here's how we're going to problem solve. Let me, let me help you. Of course, not do your project for you, but yes. let me just show you the steps. Mm-hmm. And that time period mm-hmm. just gave me a lot of experience in that and also helped me build the foundations for what, what I wanted for my business. So mm-hmm. it kind of, it was a transition. And then my whole thought process was, I'm going to do this job. And I also worked at Lululemon at that time. So I was getting some retail experience as well, which was awesome. And some customer service skills. And my whole thing was I'm going to do the two part-time jobs and and I'm going to build my side hustle until it becomes more expensive for me to work for somebody else. And I'm actually losing money because I'm not working on my own work. And I said, when that tips, that's when I'll quit and go full-time. And it was pretty clear. It was like, I was, at, you know, where, right when it tipped, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, working my, my jobs and I was working on my side hustle. And it's like, I have so many clients that want things and I have people that want stuff and I can't fulfill it. Okay. And I could get more money from that than from the guaranteed income from these side, these jobs. And that's when it all happened. And boom, <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> so you were working three jobs, basically, in order to kind of like proof of concept. Like, I guess when yes. I um, talk or I listen to other podcasts with um, art yeah. entrepreneurs, it's almost like saying, hey, before you... Um, because you hate to just go all in. I mean, not that it's bad to. Some people know right. they get to do it all in, but it's just like that way you're not probably as stressed. You kind of test things out. You can see where the market is um, and things like that. That's fantastic. So, yeah, and it's, it's. I mean, some people can just jump yeah. in and go for it. And sometimes yeah. it's the right strategy. Yeah. But for me, I needed the kind of slow burn to just get my feet wet, figure it out, set up my studio just slowly over time so that when I did make the jump, I knew it would work. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I have a hundred percent confidence that I can definitely make this happen. I'm not going to regret. I'm not going to, you know, be like, Oh, it's too soon or not soon enough. And, and I'm, I'm for being an entrepreneur, I'm not really a risk taker in that mm -hmm. kind of a way. Like on certain things I am, certain mm -hmm. things I'm not. So it's all a balance of like, risk and reward but also like the right timing and being super patient <laughs> so that's my advice is for anybody started as a side hustle mm -hmm. unless you have a huge safety net in which case go for it like yeah. knock yourself out but started as a side hustle transition transition figure out kind of learn it that way mm -hmm. and over time it seems to be a really good method because I've seen people do the opposite where they uh -huh. jump in and then it just doesn't work. Yes. And then, you know, it's kind of a hard place. There's a rock bottom there and that's not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. and, I mean, yeah. and it's a risk taking venture because like, you know, I, I just, you know, you realize like it, it, it's your time, it's your money and it's right. your, um, and you know, in there, and I've found for me, which maybe good or bad, some of my worst failures, I've learned so much from oh. them. I was like, ooh, not going to do that one again. And I feel <laughs> like um, you will never know until you actually do it. And like you said, that regret until you do it. And I, and um, as I got older, I got a little bit more confident in my illustration work. And I'm just like, you know what? Just send it out there. <laughs> you know, put it out there and and see. And if, if the market says it's not ready, then I need to reevaluate and check it out. Right, right. And, and let me tell you, yeah. by no means, like the whole process that I've done to get to this point, there have been huge bumps and big hiccups and big whoopsie moments. So it's definitely not foolproof because <laughs> I improve of that, but uh -huh. it's worked for me and, and I'm glad that I've done it this way. And, you know, That's if funny. this can help anybody, I hope that it does. <laughs> well, I definitely think, um, this is all great information and so invaluable, um, I feel like one of the best things that I've learned this time around my MFA in illustration, I had um, a professor who mentioned to me, she's like, we can't tell you everything. There's just not enough time. There's only, you're taking a nine to 10 week class. And so you as a student, and I, I feel like very wholeheartedly that it, school is just a tool. It's going to help you give you some guidance and probably some discipline. But ultimately yeah. there's so many resources nowadays that, when I am embarrassed to say when I was in my undergrad 20 some years ago, that there weren't these things. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't all this social media. There wasn't like this interconnection that you can talk to people. Like people are way more comfortable when I DM them in, on Instagram and say, hey, I would, I love your work. I admire it. I would love to interview you for a this mm -hmm. podcast. And so the culture has changed and people are just really giving and sharing. So I greatly yeah. appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree with the fact that it's much more open now because even just in the jewelry industry previously, oh, really? it, it's been very tight lipped. Like, oh. you know, this is my, my thing and I'm secretive and I'm not going to share, but now it's much more open to people helping each other and, you know, kind of community over competition. Cause there's a piece of pie for everybody. You know, there's a piece of pie somewhere for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we can all kind of help each other. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. That's amazing. So were there some artists, um, jewelry makers, um, artists in general that kind of inspire or is it, or, and it doesn't even have to be an artist because I feel like your stuff, I can definitely feel like in your collections, there's, there's something inspiring because there's some kind of overarching theme to your work. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So I look at a variety of things. I think because of my background with the architecture and the interior design, I'm constantly looking 
at things other than just jewelry. Mm -hmm. You know, of course I look at jewelry because I look a lot at process and I look a lot at like trends and, you know, those types of things. But I love looking at, you know, um, my, my work is very inspired by scenery and, and scenes and, and kind of outdoors. So I'm constantly looking at locations and regions and kind of the, just the natural beauty that's around us. It's very inspiring to me. Um, but then, you know, I look at chefs and restaurants and people who are in business, you know, small boutiques. And I kind of watch a lot of musicians. I, I pull in a lot of things because just there's inspiration everywhere. So I wouldn't say I follow a specific person, yes. but I like to look at, especially now being in business, yeah. people who have business models that are super successful. Uh-huh. So I look at those types of people and then I look at everything from visual, like 2D art, 3D art, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Cause it all plays into me. And I think that it's all, it all has its place mm-hmm. um, in, in kind of the whole inspirational system for me. Um, which I, which I think is nice. I like the diversity, the just the variety of yeah. that. And I think it helps to make your work unique because I looked at your, you know, your jewelry design. I was like, oh, this is so, like, it reminds me. I can feel that there is a theme and that it's, it's there's some, the inspiration behind it. But I don't feel like, oh, I've seen this somewhere. And I think that's a great idea to, like, um, the whole idea, like, more so now because I was so afraid in my undergrad many years ago. I felt like, oh, I don't want to copy. But now I'm just like, there's so much great inspiration. It's just trying to interpret that, make it my own and right. realizing. And I think that was something I really wish. <laughs> it's process, not so much about, you know, I think that's been what my learning has been about. And yes. then, yes. so Absolutely. And I agree because it's so hard. Some, and sometimes, like, at the beginning, yeah. I was looking a lot at jewelry-specific stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like, if you constantly are taking in jewelry stuff, it, it can get a little bland. Exactly. But if you're taking in art and music and design and, you know, fashion and, you know, just all of it, then it gives you much more of a rounded view of, of everything. And, and I think that it translates better. It kind of gives you more to work with and more to distill down into what works for you versus, you know, this is what works for jewelry. It it can be a little limiting sometimes that way. So that's just my two cents. (laughs) Oh no, that's great. I really, I think there's a lot of validity in that. And it just, I don't know. It just puts a, I think, especially when you're in a rut, maybe looking in Mm -hmm. other places. So like if I'm not as um, inclined because my drawing, you know, like, Oh, I'm kind of in a rut with this drawing. I'm working on some um, sketches for a, um, for an idea for a little children's book, there's these little ballerinas, and I'm doing. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah. I love it. But I was like, look, I was drawing a mouse. I don't know, but then I got into these little ballerinas, and so you know, it's like looking at these places, and you know, it's these weird tangents off of the. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, but this would be kind of neat, or trying this with this combination. So yeah, so thank you for uh, mentioning that. So your Absolutely. business. Um, you know, how do you promote it? Because you're, you know, besides having gorgeous designs, because, but, you know, people need to know about your work. So how, how do you go about promoting and, and getting into um, boutiques and different markets? Absolutely. So it's a all in effort to promote the business, let me tell you. And the most important thing that I've found is reputation. So I am my business. I am the face of the business. I have people working with me. Great. But when people see me, they see the business. And so I'm constantly talking about what I do, talking about my work. I do a lot of networking events. Uh, Not right now because of coronavirus. But, you know, typically I have a pretty packed schedule of just networking events and not really appearances because that's but just making myself known around different yeah. things and, and seeing people and doing stuff. And that has helped so much because all it takes is one customer who then tells their friends, who then tells their friends. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden you have this ripple effect, but it all starts with people seeing you, knowing you and figuring out what you do and then kind of becoming interested. So a lot of what I've been able to grow is just through showing my face everywhere, being everywhere, doing everything. And then online presence, um, because in, in this age, especially now (laughs) online is everything and having like really beautiful imagery for trying to sell, you know, jewelry Mm -hmm. that makes 
perfect sense. You have to have beautiful images, um, you know, a social media presence and all the typical things. But I think it all starts with, you know, building your kind of core followers because those people are the people who are going to share the word and, and a referral means a million times more than a a like or a share or follow, but an actual referral is so huge. So that's been kind of my method is just really diving in and, and, you know, here in Savannah, that's my like core market, but you know, people travel to Savannah and they find you and then they take it home. And then they're in California or New York or Chicago or Texas or Idaho. I mean, all the places. And then they tell their friends. So it's kind of creating this core in Savannah and then just populating it out into the world. (laughs) Amazing. Because, yeah, yeah, I was wondering if you had any local organizations that in Savannah, because I find that I've joined some ones that are like for the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. And so they have a chapter, but it's like the whole state of Georgia. And then I was right. like, it's hard. Um, like, I, I, I love the whole thing that you mentioned about networking, because like, I didn't realize when I was doing that, because my intention doing this podcast was just to learn from people. I'm an art teacher normally as my day job. And I just love talking to people who are passionate about their art so and teaching and my thing was what I realized is that um because of the talks I'd had with people and they'd never Mm -hmm. seen my illustration work they were like oh they're in and they're established they're like I would mentor you I would be willing to give you an internship and they'd never seen my illustration work they were just based on a one-hour conversation with me and they're like oh, she seems to have it together. She's responsible. She showed on a time for the Zoom session, you know, things like that. So people right there off the bat feel like, I feel comfortable hiring. And the internship I have today was based off a podcast I did with a well-known illustrator. So he's established. Oh, yeah. He's won every award in children's book. And it was because I just said, hey, I had been in one of his workshops before on Zoom. And then I emailed him. I said, this is my work. I would love to interview you. And then after he talked to me for an hour, I was like, do you ever take interns? And he was like, and this was off. And he was like, yeah, I would, I would take you as an intern if you're interested. And I was like, oh my goodness. And that would have been, that was purely from based on a conversation, a one hour conversation. So right. what you're saying is so connection. key. Yes, exactly. And if I hadn't had that little chat and it was only five minutes when I talked to you, but right off the bat, I was like, wow, her energy is amazing. She is passionate about what she's doing. Your questions were really on point. And I was just like, they're questions that I was scared to ask, but you were asking them. And I thought that was fantastic. I was like, this, this lady has it on point. She is a strong businesswoman. She's very targeted in what she wants to do. And I think that's really amazing. So I'm so sorry. So once again, so what are some local, <laughs> I, I could go on Absolutely. local things. This is great. I love when things go off on a tangent because that's just how things work. Um, But no, locally, so even, I'll say in Savannah, so the, you know, I've done a lot with the chamber, which is good for just kind of getting started. Go to a few of their events. I've done, there's a great group called Buy Local, and I've done a lot with them as well. They are fantastic, and they're business owner-based. So if you have a business, they're a great group to know. And it's, I mean, they have people across all different industries, which is, again, very important because sometimes like when I first graduated, I was like, oh, I just got to do like the jewelry thing and and join all the societies and all that stuff. But there's so many great small business owners that you can learn from right here in Savannah or right wherever any of the listeners are. I mean, you can learn from people around you and what works for other industries typically will work for your own industry. You just have to tailor it, you know, you just have to learn and kind of figure it out. But, um, so by local, um, I'm in a couple of different women's groups, um, a few different kind of, which I would just recommend, like if you're a woman in business, look in your area because there's definitely going to be some sort of women's professional groups or, you know, some, something, um, just kind of small core groups. Um, I, do a lot with just, I've gotten to know some small business owners that are female here in Savannah Mm -hmm. that we just kind of get together for lunch every once in a while. We haven't done it in a while, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people who are in the salon or spa kind of space or people who are in the boutique and and shopping and retail kind of space. And, 
some bloggers. I've gotten connected with a lot of bloggers or people who do like travel or design blogs, um, food, food type blogs. So there's just a lot of opportunity if you just start looking. And a lot of times people look at like BNI and Chamber and kind of your, your ones that are nationally known. But there's so much more opportunity, even in just small groups and just starting your own thing or, you know, just kind of asking questions and just reaching out. So I would say look all around because there's groups everywhere. (laughs) That's amazing. And that's some great advice because I didn't even think about like the local chamber. I had not, I didn't know about the bi-local thing or even thinking about women's groups because I've been just focused so much on joining groups for art teachers or illustrators that did. And and it would be nice to meet people locally. I find that I love the online remote thing, but every once in a while you're just like, I would love because it's like these people are just really nice, creative, wonderful people. I'm inspired. I was like, I would just like to meet you in person. (laughs) You know, like you'd be great to meet in person. Like I just feel like, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's wonderful advice. I actually have one more thing I want to add. This is one of the, so when I graduated from SCAD, I knew, you know, most of my friends were going to be leaving because everybody was dispersing, you know? And I said, you know what? I need to have a group here in Savannah of locals that I can connect with. So I enjoy running. Exercise is good. So I joined a running club and they're called the Savannah Striders. um, And they're here in Savannah and and a lot of areas have their own running clubs. But Savannah Striders are really a great group. And you know what? That's been one of my most supportive and nurturing groups ever because I'm a big believer in exercise and all that kind of stuff. And especially as a business owner, you got to have some time for yourself. But I have just formed this core knit group of all different people from all different walks of life and a variety of ages from like 18 years old to 70 or 80 years old. And when you sweat with people and when you work out with people and when you have that commitment to each other, all of a sudden doors start opening and everybody knows everybody in different areas. And I have so many amazing clients that have come out of this, you know, they threw me a baby shower. They were at our wedding. Like I actually met my husband in the running group. So so I found a husband and then we had a baby. I mean, so look outside of just business things or women in business or, you know, whatever, you know, look at other things because you just never know. And the running club has been one of the best things that ever happened to me personally and for my business. So there you go. And it's good for your health too. And for your health and for your mental sanity and that's awesome. <laughs> all the things. That's great. So, you know, in all the course of this, how do you stay motivated? Because you have so many things you're juggling, a business, being a creative, like to keep producing the work that you're doing. Um, and I don't know. It's interesting because different industries have different seasons. I'm guessing like with jewelry, there's like a turnover, like surface designers. There's generally... Um, I don't know, they were working on two or three different seasons for, like, they work for Kohl's or they work for um, uh, whatever company internally, and they were telling me, so um, So how do you keep doing the work and producing new stuff and being Right, motivated? right. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. So jewelry does turn, like, normal, but okay. I've purposefully kind of not released as many collections as quickly because I okay. – really believe in slower kind of more purposeful and less fast fashion I guess you could say you know like there's this whole but my but my process and my materials and my like handcrafted nature it just doesn't turn as fast which I like Mm -hmm. I think it's important and um so but I'm always constantly thinking of what's the next thing what's the next thing and um I think one of my strategies has been you know, I release a collection, but then I release little mini collections ahead of time, or I release little extra collections that relate after the fact as well to kind of keep it drawn out a little bit further. Um, and to just constantly have something new for my clients so that they can get excited about seeing, you know, here's a new, you know, you love X collection, whatever it is, the ripple collection, but here's some new pieces that coordinate but also have a little bit of a fresh spin for fall, you know, that kind of thing. 
Um, so it allows me to really draw it out a little longer. And for business purposes, it just works better. But staying motivated, yeah, it can be tricky because sometimes when you have your own business, you're so entranced in running the business that you can lose a little bit of that creativity. So I find that sometimes I have to step back and be like, whoa, okay, all right, I need to take, you know, get all the businessy things done, but I need one day to go for a run, sit in the park, get re-inspired, get re-energized spend time with my family, do a little cooking, and it'll just kind of help me snap back into the creative okay. and really be able to kind of feel more fulfilled, I guess. Because yeah. sometimes it's like you can lose that creativity and then you start like, oh, <laughs> it can become a drag. Yeah. But it, it's a very, it has to be very purposeful to keep that balance. Mm-hmm. And um, my way of doing it is usually going for a run and kind of clearing my head, listening to some music or listening to a podcast. Oh my gosh. I love um, how I built this. I don't oh, know that's if you've a ever great heard. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yes. is a that's fantastic a podcast. Yeah. Such a good one. Yes. And anytime I get overwhelmed or stressed or like just stuck, mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know what? I need to listen to somebody else's story of how they conquered and how mm-hmm. they did it. And I'm like, I'm going to go listen. I'm going to go for a run, listen to that come back, make a good, healthy meal, and then jump back on the wagon here. <laughs> so that's, that's my way of doing it typically to get back to, to base level, I guess you could say. <laughs> that's awesome. And you're, uh, um, I can tell that you, because you make the time for these things, I think you're, you, I, your spirit is just so positive. I think that's great. Like I, it's interesting people that I've met in, um, in these other industries, I, like, there's something about like surface design. They're all really happy. <laughs> so going, you're all so, like they're just so positive people. Like you want to be around them and learn right. from them and even work with them because I'm like, oh, your personality is great. So I'm sure like you talked about a little bit. And I'm sorry, this is not a question in the, okay. the list, but like your working process with working with a client, like that was an interesting question that you brought up because. Uh, so how does that begin with this process with custom, you know, you're doing a custom band or something right. for right. a bride. So I'm curious about that. Could you talk yeah, about so, it a little bit? So, yeah, of course. So with, with that, a lot of people find me, like I said, through really, you know, c- connections or referrals or whatever, or they see online or they, you know, search and if I pop up. And I have a whole process, which I'm actually completely overhauling soon, which I'm so excited, um, to update it and keep it relevant. But basically, I have an inquiry form on my website. I have a whole commission area, um, which definitely check it out because you can kind of see and and see the process. But people can contact me. I have them submit an inquiry form, which has like a lot of random questions that just kind of give me an idea on maybe the potential scope of work to see kind of where we are. Then I'll either have a phone call, Zoom call, or meet in person, which lately I've been doing a lot of the phone call, Zoom call, because we aren't doing the meet in person right now, but, um, which is another, I'll get to that in a little while, but um, anyhow, we'll have a a phone call or meeting or whatever. I'll ask a whole spectrum of questions because with the custom work, it's so important to me to really dive into that customer and like, really get an essence of them. So I'm not necessarily saying, well, do you like pink or purple or blue? I'm yeah. saying I'm asking more like up here, like kind of <sighs> top line questions sure. that then fall down. Like, are you an active person? And if they say, yes, I love to go hiking. Then in my mind, I'm going, okay, so they're going to like colors that are like nature and they're going to need a piece that's built strong. So maybe a prong setting, which it has like little kind of spikies around the stone that could could technically get kind of pulled back or whatever that's not going to work for them they're going to need something that's fully solid set like a bezel you know and and I'm thinking all these technical things based off of them saying they have a a very active lifestyle or like they'll say oh I'm a nurse okay well she's gonna have gloves on and off her hand all day long so it's got to be built a certain way so I kind of go into this process and sometimes people are like why are you asking these types of questions? And I'm like, you just don't understand that based on your answers, I can like get all this information, just trust the process. <laughs> so it's kind of cool in that way. And I get to really know these people. <clears throat> and then 
from there, I'll come up with a design plan, an estimate, a contract. So everything is very business minded because I want to make sure expectations are completely known from their side and from my side. Um, We'll take a deposit. We'll do some check-ins here and there. I'll kind of give some progress reports and then we'll have the whole process. I'll, I'll get to the making part and I'll get to make everything. I take lots of pictures. And then in the end, I deliver, you know, their piece and I deliver a little packet that shows images of the whole process from the beginning, like sketches and designs all the way. Like, here's where your process, like, here's where I was melting the metal. And then here's where I was setting stones. And then here's, you know, this was before it got polished and see how it's so raw and ugly, but then here's after the polish. It's so pretty. And, and people love to see because it's all an experience. And that's what I offer that's so different than a jewelry store is that it's an experience-based service products, I guess. Um, And so I just want, that's my differentiator. So anyhow, then they get this whole like packet and beautifully presented and like excellent packaging. And, you know, they really feel like, wow, you know, this was so worth this because now we have the story and the journey and um so anyways that's kind of that in a nutshell and it that also creates happy customers who then tell their friends so it's a whole thing (laughs) because that becomes like to me like the pieces that you do I mean they become heirlooms that they're passing down I mean and this whole idea of our history and knowing where we're, where things are. It's so nice to have that. And your sur- inquiry, your survey thing. I have another person that I interviewed on a podcast. He's a graphic designer. He's in New York yeah. um, City. Yeah. He does the same thing. He has a, a query form to kind of before they really talk so he can get that customization that you're, that, that you know, puts you above um, other um, companies. So, oh my gosh, I... You must get the biggest thrill when you deliver a piece because I, it's, I can only imagine it's kind of like similar to when you get a unbox a book of uh, when I get from the publisher my stack oh, of gosh, books yeah. or something in oh. the work from a year and I'm like oh, it's here and it, like what is that like that interaction with the customer? It's so much fun. My I judge everything based on the cry factor. <gasps> oh. So if they start crying, then I'm like I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my own internal thing. I don't like, you know, force that, but you know, it's, it's such an exciting, like you can just see, and some people, when they open it, they immediately, it's like full on waterworks. Other people, they get quiet, but you can just tell that they're just taking it in or, you know, some people just get so excited and, you know, it's just funny to see all the reactions, but yeah. So far, I need to knock on some wood. So far, everybody has been happy. <laughs> so. Because you do all that due diligence. You do all that work to know your customer. And I think that makes it like um, a way to really make them happy with this piece. And do you, I mean, I just find that fascinating because with your work, I mean, I, and it's different. And like children's books for me, it's been like that sometimes knowing somebody's reading a book that I've illustrated with their child, you're doing something like in the beginning of their their life journey with another person whoever right. that their partner may be. And that is amazing. That's such a different concept about how your art um, impacts somebody else's yes. memories, their, their feelings, the, their sense of touch, just their, their moments in their life. I mean, it's like, right. that's amazing. And that's part of what keeps me motivated. Like that's part of what keeps, you know, even when there's a really hard day and it's just mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm just exhausted or, mm-hmm. you know, the business part is just so stressful or whatever. And then it's like, I have one of these, you know, deliveries mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it just makes it all so worth it because you see how happy these people are and, and that they trust you. Like mm-hmm. they trust just like with you, you know, these parents are trusting that this story is going to positively affect their child and they're going to show it to them and they're going to read it. And it's going to like be something that they experience together. That's super important and super special. And it's the same way with this. Like I know that I'm going to be my jewelry, my art is going to be a part of their life and, and in different ways, whether it's, I mean, I've had people who the guy bought something for his girlfriend and then he calls me back and he buys something for now his fiance and then they get the engagement rate. Like, and it's like all these journey, like milestones in their journey that, and then, you know, a push president cause she had a baby and you know, like all this stuff, like I've had people that I've had like through this whole thing. And it's so special. 
That yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, and even, I mean, I don't know, and, and you probably, do you do, like, I mean, because you have a list of these clientele, so how are you tracking? I mean, there must be, how do you, because, you know, like you said, you want to let them know about, I have this new collection, or this might complement right. what you had for this next event. How do you stay in touch with those um, previous yeah it's so a lot of people I do keep in touch with through my newsletter um so when when you go to the website you can sign up for my newsletter definitely take a look um (laughs) little self-plug um but I find you know I guess this is another differentiator when when people sign up for this newsletter okay you know people get bombarded by emails all the time yes and I get it but I try to be really intentional with my communication with my customers and mm-hmm. the people who are on my newsletter list because, you know, they're taking their time to read and that's okay. important. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's their, that's their time and, and time is valuable, yes. but they're taking a minute to like be a part of, of what I do. And I try to be super authentic because mm-hmm. I could totally try to sell people jewelry all day long be like, buy this, buy that. This is why you should buy yeah. it. But I really like to show a lot of, of, and kind of be vulnerable and show a lot of my personal life and my, you know, my journey and be real with these people because they're supporting, when they purchase, they support my life and they support my dream, which all filters down to, you know, everybody else. But, you know, they're buying into the brand of Kristen Baird, which is me. So, you know, it's really funny when I got pregnant with my first child, which was last year, I announced that on my newsletter and I I announced it in a way of, you know, you guys have been so supportive of me and my business. And I'm so excited to share that I'm, you know, going to be having a baby and I can't wait to share this process Mm -hmm. of, of entrepreneurship and of artistic life with my son. And you know, it's because of you guys that I get to stay home and work. I mean, I say home, but you know, I get to work from home basically, Mm -hmm. uh, from my studio and really share the core values of hard work and dedication Mm -hmm. and, you know, being a good human and how building your life like that can, you know, become your whole lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I get to share that with my son, thanks to you guys, my customers. And people receive that so well and I got so many well wishes and and it's just it's just so exciting because I never thought that I could have a business that people get excited about my child or like when I got married people got excited about that and but they but they see that I'm not just another brand trying to sell them stuff but then they get excited and they see it and they're like oh we want to support you like we want to purchase from you because we see the whole kind of circle so yeah. I guess just being super yeah authentic yeah. authentic is the deal like yeah. you got to be authentic because otherwise there's just so many things out there that just aren't and you can tell yeah and, and when you can tell it's just kind of like you know yeah. it's fine like you can buy off Amazon and that's great yeah. I do it everybody does it yeah. but you know it's not the same as you know shopping local or supporting handcrafted yeah. and a lot of those things are super relevant especially right now so I got off on a total tangent. Anyways, no. I forgot what the original question no, was. No, you answered it. It's just a fantastic because I think um, I think one of the, the differentiators between illustration and the jewelry, though, because you have this personal connection, I think that's amazing. Because a lot of times I'm emailing, I might phone call. It's very, like there's, and I think that's fantastic that you become part of their life journey, your customers, and I think it just brings it to a whole different level. And, yeah. um, yeah, I just, oh, and I wanted to mention, I thought it was awesome that you donate some of the, I went to your website and the, yeah, yeah. the service dogs and for the veterans so those, I think yeah. that's awesome that you do that. How did you find out? Is that, how did you realize that was something that you wanted to champion? Absolutely. So I actually met Brittany. She's the okay. founder of SD Gunner Fund and they're, uh, a small, not small business, they're not a small business. They're a nonprofit, yeah. sorry, nonprofit based here in Savannah. And Brittany is the founder of it. Um, she decided, well, her husband is a veteran okay. and she is great with dogs. Okay. And she basically started SD Gunner Fund to help provide service animals for wounded veterans or people, oh. you know, veterans with disabilities or children with disabilities. Okay. 
And I met her at a Savannah magazine. We were both selected for the Generation Next, which is kind of like their top 20 under 40 uh, kind of qualification thing. And, and we were both selected. And I remember seeing her. And we didn't even get to talk, but we were at this photo shoot for the cover of the magazine. And I was just like, she has this energy. She has this, like, this I don't know, just this presence that was so intriguing and she's doing these like amazing things. And I remember seeing her and thinking, okay, I want to know more. A, I want to know more about her and B, I want to know how I can help. And you know, that was what, 2017. So I was a smaller business at that point than I am now. And I was like, you know, I know I can't do a lot, but I'm going to start, I'm going to start something here. And you know, a portion is going to go back um, to a local charity. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to partner with her. I'm going to see if she'll do that. And she was like, absolutely, totally on board. And she's been so supportive of what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I'm supportive of what she's doing and it all kind of works. But, um, I just think it's important as a, as a business to use my platform to give back because it's not just about jewelry. I mean, it's about more than that. And, um, last year we were able to, with another small business, um, come to sponsor a dog for a uh, female veteran which is amazing so she got her her dog um or actually no maybe that was two years ago last year was for a a younger girl and her dog's name is tango and he's a poodle like a black poodle and um they've been doing really great and she they work together and her dog helps her with so many different things and um i think it's i think it's really special and a nice way that i can do something because so many people have helped me along the way Help me to get where I am, whether it's, you know, my parents who were super supportive or professors who believed in me or friends who, you know, have helped me. And it just, you know, there's so many people and I, I want to kind of pay it back or pay it forward <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. Pay it one way or the other. <laughs> that's great. And I, that's, um, I think that's really great because I think after I was here in Savannah for a while, I realized like, you know, you do become part of, and I, I, there's that point you're trying to transition. Like, I'm a student, I'm just kind of visiting, and then you realize uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm living in this community, and I really want to do some things. So I did some. I had opportunity to do some pro bono um, graphic design work, and that was probably one of the most fulfilling unpaid uh-huh. work that I did because it benefited a women's center in the Midtown oh, area. Awesome. Yeah, and I did a logo design for them, and it was just really amazing because the director was just like starting to tear up because she was like they had a a dingbat it was like a zaps dingbat for their logo and they said they were so embarrassed to go to companies to ask for funding for the child care they were offering to um, single mothers and just a lot of things programs for women and they said now i feel like we are a real business that we have the confidence to go and show our face and i was just like that that it really made me go like art has such a huge impact for people. Like it you does. don't really think about it, but it's yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love hearing that, and I think it's so important. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree, and I love seeing the pictures of the dogs on your website. They're so cute. So I was like, so wow. Yeah, yeah. So can you talk a little bit about any um, like collections that you're currently working on, or you've been like in the process of? Yes. So right now, because of coronavirus, everything is a little crazy, but I've taken this time to specifically kind of hit pause on actually new collections and things like that, because we just don't know what's going to happen with the current situation. But I'm taking my time and I'm spending it to purposefully, I'm actually in the process of shooting, I'm working with a local, um, videographer we're shooting a new brand video which i'm really excited because with the turn of not really being able to sell in person i really feel it's important to have my voice and my kind of really share what i do and have that communicated on my website so um we're working on a brand video and then i'm also doing some rebranding so i'm working with a new graphic designer also a local and a basically a small business girl and um I should say woman anyways, but, um, so I'm working on some rebranding and really tightening up. Um, it's going to look my, my whole visual presentation is going to look so different soon, which I'm so excited. It'll stay mainly the same, but it's just going to tighten up because there's always a chance to 
kind of sometimes it's important to self-critique and be like, you know what, I could do better. So that's part of what we're doing. Um, And then I'm also working with a new writer. So I'm going to um, have a lot more content coming out because with all of this coronavirus stuff, it's so important to really – Typically, I can share in person with people, and I can be like, you know, and they can really get a feel of me and what I do, but when you take that that personal connection or that in-person connection away, it's like, okay, how am I going to continue reaching these people? How can I really continue growing? And that's through really scaling up the online um, kind of presentation and visuals and all of that. So. My focus is a lot internally on okay. internal processes and then a lot of online digital type stuff. Okay. And uh, that's my focus right now. And then I'm also, so that's kind of the businessy side and that the bigger picture side. And then I'm also doing a lot of commission work right now. Oh. So instead of doing as much of my collections because okay. all the galleries and boutiques and stores okay. are closed, um, I'm doing a lot more direct to customer, just like personal projects and things like that, which is great because that keeps the cash flow coming, um, within a reason. And, uh, it keeps me able to keep moving forward, which is great. So it's kind of a twofold thing right now, but I'm excited about it because sometimes the, businessy things like rebranding and tightening up the branding are things that get pushed to the side when everything's Mm -hmm. cranking and you're busy and new collections are coming you don't really worry about that kind of stuff or internal processes or like strengthening your your workflow Mm -hmm. systems and organization and stuff but when you have a moment to stop Uh and completely evaluate these things and evaluate them with kind of a mindset of what's the next year gonna look like we really don't know it gives you a moment to pause and say, okay, I need to think about this stuff. And that's what I'm doing. So awesome. lemons out of, lemonade out of lemons. Let's say that much. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then it makes me think it's great that you are a small business because I think if you were a lot bigger, it would be hard to make those kind of pivots and changes. Because yes. like I see bigger companies struggling so much because with the virus situation, they just have such a massive infrastructure like mm-hmm. to restructure it's very difficult so with your being a small business do you do you find it's like very quick to get that yeah. stuff implemented and pushed out oh yeah so it's it was like i mean it's been <laughs> for my planner yeah. self it's been a little difficult okay. because i'm like this is how it's supposed to be going but it's oh, not yeah. so there's been a lot of like okay let's step back and you know evaluate but yeah, it's a lot easier to just make super quick pivots and really fast changes and kind of like, you know what, what was working for the past couple of years is not working anymore because everything's closed. So we're going to figure it out. And so, you know, in that way, it's really a good thing. And I think it's a, it's always, there's always a challenge. So that's our current challenge. And that's what um, I've been working really hard on. And I'm, I'm excited about it though. And I'm really optimistic. And I think, I'm trying to take this time so that I can make sure that when I emerge from all of this or when we all emerge from all of this, that I have a stronger business and a more firm foundation and that, you know, I didn't just sit around and kind of like, oh, I'm so sad and this is all so bad, you know, but I really want to have positive things come out of this. So I'm really, really, really excited about it. (laughs) So stay tuned because things will be rolling out and changes will be coming and I'm really, really, really pumped about it. I can't wait to see that video. I think that'll be phenomenal to see all that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So um, that kind of hit on that question about how things have changed. Um, Yes, lots of changes. (laughs) But how, okay, so now back to your studio space. Mm -hmm. um, Is there any particular, as far as for your um, jewelry making or your business, um, that you just cannot live without a tool Yes. Whatever that might be. So for the jewelry side, yes. I work under a microscope. So I have a microscope that basically sits in front of my face and I can look through it straight forward. And it actually, when I look through it straight forward because of the lenses and everything, it's actually showing me down at my hands. So my hands can be like at, kind of at my side and I look forward and it shows me down. And that has saved 
my back and my neck, which is super important <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because none of us need to have like hunchback oh, going on. Yeah. Um, but it also allows me to see 30 power of whatever wow. I'm looking at. So if I'm looking at a one millimeter diamond, wow. it's super, super, super important. And when I got this microscope, it was definitely an investment, okay. but, um, it, and it's actually, it's a Leica. So for photography people, oh, they would probably understand yeah. what a Leica is. It's yeah. a really nice lens kind of manufacturer. Um, but it's a Leica and it's on a flexible arm. So it kind of oh. moves and does all this stuff. And it, it revolutionized what I can do here because it took, you know, kind of from looking in a little teeny like oh, loop, yeah. which is a little teeny jewelry tool to uh-huh. kind of magnify. It took it from that to being able to like oh. really production work and, okay. and make sure that my craftsmanship is on point. So that's my most important tool. Um, My most important business tool is the entire Google suite of Google Drive, Google Sheets, Google Folders, Google Hangouts and Chats and all of those things. I live in Google because basically with all the documents and contracts and client folders and photos and and being able to communicate back and forth with my team, which some are remote, um, it's just been a great platform to really kind of stay organized yeah. because an unorganized business is a can be a really bad thing. <laughs> so yeah. um, I use technology as much as I can to really um, keep things streamlined so that I can keep that running while I can enjoy the jewelry part of everything. So those are my two important tools. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cause I'm always wondering, cause um, as from the art teaching standpoint, cause I um, was running a computer lab. And so, you know, I kind of wondered because in um, public schools, they're more into the Google for education, which is like the Google docs and all that stuff. And then um, where I'm at was um, at private, it's more of Microsoft um, 360. They work sim you know, similar. And I yeah, just found yeah. interesting to hear that that's uh, the Google suite is making kind of more inroads for um, businesses. At least for mine. Yeah. You know, probably other ways, there's yeah. a million other ways to do it, but I've just found so much success in that and having oh. like everything is in a spreadsheet. Yes. <laughs> My whole life is in spreadsheets, which is great. Yes. So I love it. I love it. Oh, so the next question is, is there something that if you could go into a little time machine and go back to your younger self, what would you tell yourself about starting this art business? Yes, I would say, number one, hire a really, really, really good accountant. Uh, (laughs) Because I made that mistake uh and tried to kind of figure it out on my own, the whole accounting thing. Yes. And uh, I wish I had just hired an accountant from the very beginning Mm -hmm. to make sure that my books were, you know, super organized and that I was on an online platform. I will do a little plug for Xero. X-E-R-O is a great online accounting platform um, where everything is cloud-based. I actually, any expenses that I have, I upload receipts and you have a completely digital. It's awesome. Anyways, Xero is great. Um, but I wish I had had a a really good accountant from the very beginning because there were some things in the beginning that I just didn't know and that just caused a lot of stress Mm -hmm. that now I've got the accountant, I've got the software, I know exactly how everything's going to work and it's so much better. And tax season is just so much less stressful. (laughs) Yes, I I agree. I didn't, um, when I first started freelancing as an illustrator yeah. and you start getting these 1099s, you're uh-huh. like, what is the, it's like, so saving for your taxes and then, um, some other things that I've been learning and having a good account, I highly agree. And I'm glad I found <laughs> one and I was like, made it so much easier at tax time. They just kind of said yeah. you need to have this tracked, but I didn't know about the zero thing. So I really appreciate that. I'll look into yeah, that. Zero is great. And if you have like a, a yeah. business and you use car miles and you, you know, you drive your car for your oh, business, yeah. there's an app called mile IQ that oh. is fantastic for tracking oh. personal miles versus business miles and getting full deductions. Okay. Cannot recommend it enough. So awesome. definitely check that out. Um, so anyways, just kind of using those things. Yeah. And, and the accountant is the one that told me about both of those. So awesome. get a good accountant. <laughs> I, I thought about 
Yeah, that's awesome because I thought about interviewing an account, my accountant, seeing him you for this still- podcast. Because I was like, can you give us some clues about like? Because um, I feel like it's just you know, being in school, it's more about technique, you know, all that process stuff. But I feel like you really need to have an accountant because you're. I mean, maybe even if you're doing freelance work in the sense of it's a service, but like I'm kind of also interested in product, and then you're looking at sales tax. You're looking at business licenses. You're looking at uh-huh. things that they don't really know because when you're in school, you're from all different places. I don't know what it's exactly. like in Virginia for their sales tax. I don't know what it's like there. So just navigating all that. And so I thought about asking my accountant. I thought that was a weird, but I might do it. I might actually I get the nerve to ask do it, Honestly, I yeah. think you should. Okay. It's a relevant topic. It is. I mean, and I just don't think there's any way to explain it, you know, until you actually talk to somebody who's knowledgeable. Because they brought up stuff that is like, whoa. I didn't know, like, I just, I, and they're just the one hour getting my taxes that I just was rapid firing, like, this, I had a question about this, what about this, what about LC's, LLCs, what about S-Corps, what about uh-huh. this, and, you know, you're just firing, because I was like, oh, well, he's doing my taxes, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, so, it's so, it's so important, though, it yeah. really is, because there's just so many questions, and it's all industry specific, and it's mm-hmm. all state specific, and it's exactly. all city specific, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, so, yeah, that's, good. that's good. So, um, let's see here. Um, at the end of your life, oh, I'm on the last question. I'm kind of sad to see it's at the oh, end of the last question because this is all great information. Um, so at the end of your life, you've made all the art jewelry that you wanted. You've lived a full life. There could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths. What would those truths be? Ah, have confidence in yourself, your work, your process, be confident because it's so easy. I struggled with this a lot when I first started of just not being confident and just not just feeling like I'm the the young one in an industry of people who are generations of jewelers Mm -hmm. or I'm the female in an industry that's mostly male Fine jewelry oh, is mostly male. Really? So, mm-hmm, and it's mostly generational. So it's, you know, we've been in the diamond business for, you know, a hundred years or whatever. And I'm like, I'm this little young whippersnapper, you know, <laughs> that went to art school. Just be confident. I would tell myself, be confident, trust the process. It's going to be okay, but be confident and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do it because I had so many people that were like, you will never make it. Like straight to my face, you will not make it. (laughs) So, but you know what? I also have a really hard head sometimes. So, you know, sometimes that's good. (laughs) So it's, it's, and there's only few and far between that have said that, but at the same time, got to be confident. So that's number one. Number two what would it be? I would say trust your instincts because there's been so many things that it's so easy to kind of question yourself, which goes back to the confidence, but in life, trust your instincts because if it, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. If it feels slimy, it probably is. If it feels good, it probably is, you know? So trust your instincts because there's a lot to be said for, just believe if you have that confidence and if you trust those instincts, it will go a long ways. Uh, but don't be afraid to ask for help because that's a big one that I still struggle with sometimes is like being, I'm, I'm a person that likes to figure it out on my, on my own. Cause that's just how I've always been. And I think that's part of the reason that I make a good business owner. But at the same time, you have to know when to throw up your hands and say, look, I need some help. So that would be my second one which is kind of a two-part one. And then third one is have fun because nothing is worth doing if you're not having fun and enjoying yourself because life is way too short. So just have fun with it, go with it. And, you know, when it stops being fun, maybe it's time to reevaluate because, you know, at that point, maybe sometimes it it stops being fun and that's when you got to dig in and work double hard because you're about to hit a breakthrough. And I've found that in my business that when, when it gets the most hard and it's just like, oh, I just can't do this anymore. Either A, something needs to change or B, something big and exciting is about to happen. And it's that little push or last like 
push before something opens up. So that's, that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of my thought process on that. So it's either dig in and work harder or reevaluate. And it's one of the, one or the other. So that's my biggest advice there. <laughs> well, they're great. They're so, that's awesome. All of that is really helpful. And I, I think, um, I know that I'm going, to, I've pulled a lot from this talk with you that makes me think about things that I could do in my industry and um, the things that you mentioned about great things that were coming. Can you do a shout out for your um, different social media so people can find like your work yes. um, and things like that? Absolutely. So I'm on the internet mm-hmm. at uh, kristenbaird.com. Okay. So K-R-I-S-T-E-N-B-A-I-R-D.com. So you can see my website and all the pretty things that I do and see some of my process, check out the commission page because mm-hmm. um, you can see a lot of the projects there. Um, social media, Kristen Bear Jewelry, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. I don't do as much on Twitter, um, okay. but but it is there. Um, and then I think that's probably the main thing. Okay. But definitely, please connect with me. Anybody who has questions or whatever, feel free to send me a message or whatnot. I'm always trying to be as open as I can within moderation of the fact that I do have a baby now, mm-hmm. which is awesome and so much fun. And um so I'm having some like learning how to reevaluate work-life balance yeah. because before baby, it's like I can work oh. all day, all night. And now it's like I cannot work all day, all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, motherhood brings about a whole bunch of other things, but it's amazing. And, and, and having a business and being able to be a mom and a business owner is one of the best things ever. And I think super exciting and important and um, part of my stage of life right now <laughs> yeah and that's great and in, in your stage of life and you'll go through those different ways so enjoy it while you can because I have a teenager now and when <laughs> I know I'm just like oh enjoy the little years the tininess the just the all the everything's so new and exciting they get a little jaded by the time they're in high school they're like I've already seen that mom like we've already baked the cookies we've already done that you know can you I want to hang out with my friends so enjoy your little one <laughs> And all the wonderful milestones that you will have with him. And thank you so much for talking with me. This has been an amazing blessing to meet you and talk with you about your business. And I know you'll have much continued success. And um, and everybody, this is my creative life. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. <laughs>